What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? Jets fans, you guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only our gang's all here. We love it. Hello. Welcome back to a special edition of Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. I know I said we were done, but we're back with one more special episode. It's Jake Brown here alongside Jets beat writer Brian Costello. Follow us on Twitter, Jake Brown Radio, Brian Cos. Subscribe, catch up on all old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. This isn't a normal show because we have a special guest and guess what? It's coming up next. We chat with New York Jets general manager, Joe Douglas, right here on Gangs All Here. Joining us now on Gangs All Here is the New York Jets general manager coming up on what will be his fourth season as GM. He previously won two Super Bowls with the Ravens as a scout and a Super Bowl with the Eagles as VP of player personnel before coming to Gang Green in 2019. He is coming off a Grand Slam home run draft class. Of course, I got to reference baseball with the first place Mets. Let's welcome to the pod a fellow handsome bald headed man, Joe Douglas, Joe, it's Jake Brown here with Brian Castell. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, fellas. How's it going? How you feeling, bro? I mean, post-draft's over. Do you got the trip to Tulum plan? What's next? Uh, you know, we, as soon as the draft's over, we uh, had to go down and talk to Kaz and, and 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 his crew for a little bit, and then we jumped right into undrafted free agency. And, uh, you know, we got a little bit of downtime before uh, the rookies come in this week, and um, really, it'll it'll slow down for us uh, after mandatory minicamp in June. Joe, you know, obviously the reaction was so positive among your fan base to the draft. Do you have a moment at all after the draft? I know you got the undrafted free agencies, a frenzy Saturday night. Is there any point at Sunday where you can kind of sit and reflect about you know, what you accomplished in the three days and, you know, how exactly you feel about it? Yeah, Sunday was a little bit of a decompress. Um, first of all, I mean, we you, you just uh, – on Sunday, you're just tying up some loose ends. Um, Rex, Dan Zbioski, um, all the guys in the personnel department, they work so hard to make sure that uh, the undrafted free agents and rookie tryout guys are all locked in. But yeah, you, you have a little decompressed time on Sunday, kind of reflect, go over go over the weekend, go over Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday. And um, it felt like uh, some some things fell our way uh, through, the, through the weekend. But, uh, you know, again, I can't, can't say enough about how well personnel staff coaches staff work together through this entire process and it, it led to a to a really productive weekend joe on christmas morning i would wake up and count to see if i had more presents than my two brothers did you feel like that kid that got the most presents after that first round really after Brees hall as well because when jermaine johnson falls in your lap at 26 i know the canyon of heroes was popping downtown manhattan uh it felt that way and it felt like you guys you know celebrated a big christmas morning yeah i mean pick four and ten fell fell perfect and then Jermaine was like that uh, Christmas present that you have no idea that's, that's like not in the house. And uh, it was like that sp- special like four wheeler or something that your your dad bought for you. And it's out in the out in the driveway. It's like, whoa, we're, you know, that's the like extra one that you had no idea was coming. And so, uh, 
it was a it was a it was a very cool Thursday night. Joe, after you take Garrett Wilson, obviously you're thrilled. You have Sauce, you have Wilson, but you're probably thinking, okay, the edge rushers, you know, the top four edge rushers are probably going to be gone by the time I'm picking in the second round, right? I'm included. The two guys, two guys were already gone. The first two picks, you probably think you know, Thibodeau is gone at five. You're probably figuring Jermaine, Jermaine's going to be gone. When did you kind of start realizing, like, you know, holy cow, he's sliding to a point where this is realistic. Like we, we can move up into the first round and, and get them. Yeah. I mean, those, those three DNs went really early. Right. And so you're just, you're expecting Jermaine to go either before we pick a 10 or, or shortly thereafter. So we're, we're celebrating uh, after Garrett, everybody's high five and hugging. And then uh, we get to a point probably around 13, 14, you kind of lose track of, of what's, what's happening for a few minutes. And then, Robert, uh, you know, hits me on the shoulder. Hey, man, let's uh, let's let's go get Jermaine. Like he's still he's still available. He's still out there. And um, yeah, so then then the uh, the call started. You know, right around uh, fifteen, and so uh, we're working the phone lines, and there's a lot of lot of emotions, right? Because uh, with every no, you hang up the phone. This is where he goes. Um, so there, that happened quite a few times, and. Um, ultimately, we're able to get it done uh, with Tennessee and and get Jermaine here. Joe, I'm a Jets fan. I you know told a few people you know you'll be on the show, and they said, "Tell him I love him. Tell him I love <laughs> Joe Douglas." Do you notice that palpable difference from the fan base? Are you walking the streets of New Jersey, and it's a lot more high fives than maybe booze a few years ago? No, I'm uh, I'm still used to the booze from uh, from the last couple seasons. So um, I don't I don't really get out all that much, to be honest with you. I uh, it's not like I, I hit the town after uh, after nights nights like uh, over this past weekend. But uh, look, we're we're all excited here, and um, felt like last year a lot of things went our way. This year, a lot of things went our way. Now it's our job to to get these young players in the building and uh, and really develop them and uh, and and have them have them reach their full potential on and off the field. And feel feel very fortunate that these guys are Jets. Yeah, but we still have a lot of uh, a lot of work to do. Yeah, I saw the you know the your your website puts out the calls afterwards, and I think it was Robert on the call. The sauce said, you know, it was you. You were always the one. <laughs> it was some kind of rom com line, and it sounded like to me, you know, <laughs> it was it, it sounded like that. But when did you guys kind of lock in and know that that sauce was going to be the guy for you uh, if he was there for? Yeah, you know, we had a pretty good idea that uh, how the first two picks were going to play out. Pick three was the big question mark for us. Um, we had heard some some rumors that it was going to be a corner. Uh, we were also planning that it could also be a wide receiver or an offensive lineman. So uh, we went through a ton of scenarios. And so uh, everyone's perfect scenario was getting sauce at four. So uh, those 10 minutes on the clock for for Houston were were brutal. And uh, when, when when the pick came in, you know, the crowd went wild. And so uh, everybody, everybody's fired up and there's nothing better than those coach style phone calls to the players, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 There's nothing better than, than I, I can't imagine a player's uh, feeling when they, they hear coach on the other line, just screaming and hearing so much joy in the background. It's, it's like, it's like a really cool part of this job in general is just to, just to play like a small part in these kids lifelong dreams, you know, just, just, being a part of those calls and, you know, the, uh, those young men have worked so hard to even be at that, at that point, get to this point in their career and just, just to be with coach and, and Woody and everybody else part of that call. It's a really cool thing. I have to imagine too, this draft, Joe, and this process, 
was easier. I mean, you came in and basically at two years of COVID, I mean, the protocols, everything tougher to watch kids, scout kids. Did, was there like a sense of freedom a little bit this year that you could do a lot more than you got to do in your first two drafts? Yeah, this actually felt like a normal year of, of scouting and evaluating players and having the opportunity to really from the start of the offseason, go down to Mobile as a staff, uh, be around these kids, be in the same meeting rooms as them, get to know them, uh, stand next to them at the practice field, uh, go into the combine, having them in the same room as you really felt normal again. And the cherry on top was uh, getting 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 them in the building because we we were we had our first opportunity to meet these guys as a personnel staff in in Indy, but then getting them in the building, having them uh, spend face to face time with the PR team, with equipment, with player engagement, with everyone in our building, training staff. So it it was good to add that aspect back into the evaluation process. Joe, I saw one of your um, your former bosses on ESPN over the weekend, Howie Roseman, and I'm sure you've heard this analogy before, how he was talking about his wide receiver acquisition. And he said he looks at the wide receiver room like a basketball team. You know, he wants different skill sets in each one. Now that you're smiling, I'm sure you, you, you've heard that from him before. Now you have Garrett, you got Elijah last year, you're bringing back Barrios, you got Corey last year. Do you kind of feel like that you you have guys that complement each other in that room now? Yeah, be um, you know, you know, to to build off of that and and those are things that we used to talk about. You know, if we could build like a, a, a dual sport basketball slash track team so that uh guys that kind of you know have the that explosive ability along with the different uh, way they fit into an offense and you know, whether it's that that big body power forward, the the, the ultra quick, excellent change of direction point guard, uh, you know, the silky smooth too. you know, we, you know, those are, those are things that you, you talk about. So, but feel good about where we are in the wide receiver room can always uh, look to improve every position, but we have guys with different skill sets, but dynamic skill sets, uh, guys that can, guys that can get open, create easy layup throws for the quarterback, guys that can run by people, guys that can body up people. So, uh, you need a little bit of everything. It would be a dream the last couple of years to sniff the word playoffs if you were a Jets fan. It's not a dream, I don't think, anymore. People are thinking, you know, maybe we'll be in the hunt in Christmas time, be in the playoff race. I know it's very much too early. It's May 4th. Uh, may the 4th be with the Jets. Do you think that, nice, you know... Nice Star Wars reference. Love listen, it. I, I make a lot of good movie reference. That's what I'm good at. Now we finally found out what he's good at. Yeah, I'm good at a few things. Eating chicken parm and making movie references. <laughs> Do you think there's a chance that this team, you know, the roster on paper looks like they can compete for a wild card spot, Joe. Yeah, look, I mean, there's there's reasons to be optimistic. I feel like the depth of this team is is getting to a better place. I feel like the explosiveness of this team is 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 coming along, um, but still a lot of work to be done. Again, not to sound too coach speak and cliche, but you know, really these these OTAs are so are so cool because. These guys are really stacking good days together and you stack the days, you stack the weeks, you stack the months and good things will happen. So everybody's uh, buying into Coach Sala and his process. And, you know, we just got to keep stacking these good days together. Joe, when you, um, you know, when you draft players, there's a lot of excitement about the new players, but then there's also questions about what it means for players already on your roster. Denzel Mims is a guy, you know, obviously didn't have the year he wanted to last year. Now you draft a receiver number 10. You know, to me, it looks like he's number five receiver on your depth chart right now. I don't, I won't, but you know, where, where does he kind of fit in? What's your belief level like in Denzel right now um, entering his third season? Yeah, I think Denzel's come back with a, uh, with, with real fire. 
the last two weeks plus here on the field or OTAs, uh, you can tell that Denzel put a ton of work in this offseason. He's in phenomenal shape. He's moving around great. Um, I mean, he's running like a deer, seeing him out there building camaraderie with his teammates. It's great to see, you know, he's he's one of the three high draft pick investments that we've made here the last three years you know, with two two second round picks and a, and a first round pick. And to see him come back with the right mindset, with the right mentality, uh, in great shape, ready to compete, it, it's awesome. And so, again, like with, with every other person on our team, keep stacking these days, keep stacking these weeks, and, and good things are going to happen. I like that you said he came with a fire. And Mims, this is why I'm hot, the rapper. There you go. Good reference by you, Joe, even though you didn't know you, you even made that. Um, <laughs> Zach Wilson, a lot of the fans and, and us, we said on the show, a lot rides on him this year, man. You gave him every damn target. You gave him every damn receiver. You gave him an offensive line. Are you pumped for what he can bring to the table? We've seen the videos. We've seen the workouts and working out with his receivers. A lot rides on him. Do you think he is the guy to lead you to the promised land? And uh, are you encouraged by what you're seeing in the offseason from Zach? Yeah, I'm absolutely encouraged. Absolutely feel feel great about where Zach is in his year two progression. Feel, feel good that he... You know, he shouldn't be in the position as a first or second year quarterback that he feels like he has to carry the team. I think with with the pieces we've added around him, the offensive line in front of him, um, adding adding some help at tight end, adding pieces of wide receiver, adding pieces to the backfield, uh, you know, really, really, really building good depth around him. And so, um, look, hey, you just you just uh, have to play like you did at the end of last year. Ex- just execute the offense. Play within yourself. It's our job to put good people around you, and, and they have to do their job. Last one from me, Joe. Um, I know you, you stick to your board, and you know you, you go by that. But there, you probably had in your mind going to the draft some positions you wanted to add depth to. Some of you were looking for starters at. You ended up with less picks than you went in with because you moved up twice. When you came out of the draft, is there any position you feel like you know you still you're like ah, I wish I could have. I wish we had a pick there. We need to add some depth there that you're looking at either from these these undrafted guys this weekend or, or maybe a veteran down the road. Yeah, you know, coming in the week with weekend with nine picks and only using seven of them. There's there's a few picks, a uh, few positions where you're like, man, I uh, wish we could have had an opportunity to address this. But this is the way the board fell. And, and we knew coming in with being at four and 10 and 35 and 38, like, hey, we were going to this is the ideal way to use these four picks for for premium players you know but at the same time you knew you weren't going to be able to to address every single position but you tried to do we tried to do the best we could and we tried to just just follow the board but yeah you're right cause like we're going to take this moment through undrafted free agency and then really monitor the league keep our eye out for situations like last year when washington drafted a young tackle and uh, Morgan Moses was available later later on in the offseason. We're going to be monitoring for similar situations to shake out over the next couple of weeks uh, until we hit that mandatory mini camp. Joe, what do you use for your bald head? What kind of product do you use? Are you a big guy? Do you use a razor, a skull shaver? What do you use? No, I just use a old school wall razor. Um, I just uh, I, I adjust it so that the guard comes down a little bit for so a little for a little tighter shave. But no, no real product or lotion. He's a lineman, Jake. He's not using product. Come on. Uh, maybe he's a cocoa butter guy. I, I mean, he, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be caught dead in that jacket you're wearing, Jake. Uh, I know. Well, no one can rock that. Is like a I, smooth jacket. Thank you, thank you. I'm, it, it was not for you. I mean. 
mean, I'll say it's for you, but I'm going to the Rangers game, so I want to look fly for game one. But all right, last one, and then we'll let you go, Joe. I know you're busy, and you saved the best for last. You saved gangs all here for the last one of the day. You have done an incredible job with the cap space and, and contracts and you know, if you need to cut a guy that it won't, you know, go against the cap, I could use, I might hire you as my financial advisor. Um, you've done some tremendous things. Do you pride yourself on that? I know you have a team around you that helps you, but you've set the Jets up in good shape financially here with players and contracts to do well. Just touch on that a little bit. Yeah, you know, a ton of that credit goes to Dave Sosi on the football admin side, Nick Sabella. They do such a great job of kind of keeping track of trends. We get together all the time in terms of, you know, we, we always want to maintain financial flexibility. So, you know, that was something from, from the outset when we, when we came here is let's get into, let's find a way to get back into good financial health and uh, good things are going to happen. And last one, let's get a Rayo's like sponsor with sauce. Let's get some sauce. First 25,000 fans get a bottle or maybe like a commemorative, like fake replica chain that he's wearing. I asked Kazi, I think $10,000, $20,000, I'd imagine for one of those. But uh, you would look good in that too, Joe. Joe Douglas, Jets GM. So appreciate the time. Good luck the rest of the offseason. Jets fans, we're pumped up about uh, the offseason and we'll be pumped up about the season this year. Thanks for coming on, Gangs All Here. Thanks, fellas.